Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or uh, maybe you're streaming on the uh, ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in, really appreciate you for being here. Ton to get to today, as we always do. We're going to get through our uh, prep football segment uh, and prep just Overall, because state soccer, both the AA and A level for boys and girls, begins this uh, upcoming weekend. So we'll have some thoughts on that. We're also going to talk some Grizz soccer because the uh, University of Montana, their women's soccer team, one of the best things going on the campus right now, and they are closing in on yet another championship. They have a chance to clinch this uh, upcoming week. They have uh, games Thursday and Sunday. We'll continue to have tickets for you. We also have uh, some Camby Tap House uh, as well. I actually had uh, some lunch at Camby Tap House today. It's delightful. Very good. Uh, so we'll do that. We also have our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. The AA race in uh, high school football right now certainly heating up, uh, especially in the West. The East is all but decided in terms of the seedings, uh, at least at the top. Bozeman uh, remains undefeated. They're the number one seed for the second year in a row. Bozeman Gallatin, they posted their first ever win over Billings West, so they're the number two seed outright. Uh, but in the uh, in the West, a ton still to be determined. 
going into the last weekend of the regular season. So uh, we'll give you the lay of the land, all the scores that happened, and uh, all the upcoming matchups that are coming down the pipe as well. We're also going to hear from Chris Chitovitsky of the Grizz soccer team, our Vertical Race Player of the Week, as well as our Treasure State Stars. That's hour number one. Then hour number two, back by popular demand. Excited to have this young man back in studio with us. Uh, we broke it down and hammed it up last week with Sammy Akem, former Grizz wide receiver. And Sammy, uh, he, he encompasses a whole bunch of different roles. Uh, first of all, he's getting his master's in sports psychology, so he definitely is a deep thinker when it comes to analyzing and conversating about sports. He's also very much engaged in what's going on, not only with the Grizzlies, but also within the Big Sky Conference as well. And, uh, you know, and he's playing professional football in the United States Football League. So those co- that, that combination of those things makes him a pretty darn good resource to just talk ball with. So he'll come in, and we'll talk more about the Idaho-Montana uh, game that happened over the weekend, the big win for the Grizzlies. We'll check our way around the Big Sky Conference as well. Uh, I got some quarterback power rankings for y'all uh, when it comes to within the Big Sky. And uh, we'll also talk some NFL as well. We'll do some NFL blindside. So Jam Pack Nuwana is now here. Uh, on this Tuesday. You want to be a part of the show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. You want to stream it, you always can. Online, 1029ESPN.com. Or, of course, on the ESPN MT app. And if you ever miss anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, available on all of your uh, podcast hosting platforms. Before we get to our prep scoreboard, we got this fun, cool book that I love going through. It's uh, Montana Greats from Absorky Desserts, the greatest athletes from 264 uh, Montana communities. And I just turned the page um, right to Big Fork, which is an, an interesting one because Big Fork, certainly a beautiful place. All the places in Montana are so beautiful. You can say that about pretty much every single town in this book. But uh, Big Fork, the uh, athlete of choice from up there is McKenna Morley. And I remember McKenna Morley distinctly uh, when she was absolutely ripping it up in the high school ranks in Montana in the mid-2010s and then at the collegiate ranks uh, at the uh, at, at Colorado uh, running for the bus. So here's your passage. A four-time state cross-country champion and two-time All-American with the Vikings. Morley's feet took her to... Uh, took her to another level in college after winning the Big Sky Conference crown in her lone year at Montana. She transferred to Colorado where she was a seven-time All-American and helped lead the Buffaloes to their third NCAA uh, women's cross-country title in 2018. In track, Morley was also a three-time first-team All-American and a three-time second-team All-American. So you count those up. That's 13 All-American honors for this young lady. Between the 3,000, 5,000, and 10,000 meters, indoors and outdoors, she owns the CU school records in the 10,000 meters, third all-time at CU in the 3,000 meters, and third all-time indoor in the 5,000 meters. Morley spent her uh, first collegiate year at Montana, where she was a Big Sky cross-country champion in her third career race at Big Fork, state champion twice in the two-mile, once each in the 1,600 and 800, and uh, she earned high school All-American honors three times, so certainly a very decorated one. I just want to highlight her only because we're on that chapter, but also the state cross-country meet is upcoming uh, this week uh, as well, so we'll have uh, full results of that for you. Um, we'll, we'll have some talking points on it going into the meet and then some results next week as well. Uh, let's take a look at our prep scoreboard from over the weekend. 
There's a big-time logjam in the West. Helena Capital, they moved to 4-2 and two in Western play and 5-3 and three overall with a 28-7 win over Kalispell Flathead. Missoula Sentinel also, same record, 4-2 and two in the West and 5-3 and three overall after they beat Hellgate 42-7. Helena High, they are one of the hottest teams in the state after a rough start. They are also now 4-2 and two in the league and 5-3 and three overall after their 33-7 win over Butte. That's Butte's first Western AA loss, so big-time win for Helena. So now you got Capital, Helena, and Sentinel all sitting at 4-2 and two in league going into the final week of the season. If only Capital and Helena hadn't already played. We'd have a little crosstown showdown for some playoff uh, seating on the line. Missoula Big Sky, they lost uh, again to to fall behind the pace. Eagles now just 2-4 and four in the West, 3-5 and five overall. So they're probably going to make the playoffs still, but I think the uh, the dreams of, of hosting a first-round playoff game are probably in the rear view. Uh, they lost to Kalispell Glacier this last week, 56-21. So the Wolfpack, they remain in control in the West. They are 7-1 and one overall, 5-1 and one in Western AA play. So that means you got Butte Glacier at 5-1, and one, Capital, Helena High, and Sentinel all at 4-2. and two. So there's going to be some big-time games on Friday to determine a ton of playoff positioning uh, out West. As I mentioned in the East, Bozeman still undefeated. They beat Belgrade 54-7. to Bozeman Gallatin kept pace. They beat Billings West 27-6. That's the first time they ever beat West. Great Falls High uh, drills Billings Skyview 40 to nothing. The Bison now 3 and 3 in Eastern AA play and and uh, Great Falls High drops to 2 and 4. And then Billings Senior they get past Great Falls CMR. So the uh the Brocks are 3 and 3 in the East and 4 and 4 overall whereas the Rustlers now 1 and 5 in the East and 3 and 5 overall. In Class A, Billings Central remained undefeated. They beat Lockwood 29 to 8. Lewistown kept pace. They beat Glendive 35-6. Miles City blanked Harden 27-0. Dillon beat Butte Central 43-7. So the Beavers, they remain undefeated. They're now 7-0. And uh, they look like they're fast-tracking towards the one seed in the Class A playoffs. How about the Corvallis Blue Devils? They uh, they got they suffered their first loss to Dillon two weeks ago, but now they've been back on track. They've won two in a row, including beating Hamilton 17-13. That's the first time Corvallis has beat Hamilton in 15 years, so pretty impressive for the Blue Devils. They are now 6-1 and one overall, so one of their best starts ever. That's two straight losses for Hamilton after they lost to Dillon uh, a week ago. Columbia Falls drills Big Fork 51-30. to 30. And uh, let's see, as I skim through, yeah, no other ranked games this last week, although Frenchtown, they did beat Stevensville 42-20. to 20. Class B, Eureka, uh, they kept rolling. They're a top-five team. They beat Whitehall 45-7. to 7. Glasgow beat Fairfield 14-0. Florence Carlton kept rolling 43-12 over Thompson Falls, so they remain undefeated. They're now 8-0, and their win streak from a season ago uh, has still carried on. I think it's up to 15 games in a row now for the Florence Falcons, so pretty darn good there. Baker pulls the upset over Shepard. Shepard is number 6 this week in Class B, and Baker beats them 34-27. Columbus looks like an absolute contender. They kept rolling. They beat number eight, Three Forks, 54-30. to 30. Columbus number two this last week. Manhattan kept uh, kept it going as well. They're now 7-1 and one after a 24-10 win over Jefferson. And uh, Missoula Loyola, they beat Anaconda 46-0. Uh, and uh, Loyola now 7-1. and one. Uh, In Class C, eight-man, here's some of your rank scores. To the upstart, 
squads at eight man. Our Lee, they're number four. They beat number five, Valley Christian. Neither one of those squads usually is known for their football, but they are this year. And Our Lee's now eight and zero. And that was Valley Christian's first loss. So thirty four twenty five, Our Lee beats Valley Christian. Uh, but both those teams still probably playoff contenders. Fairview is number one uh, in Class C eight man. They beat Plentywood sixty to twelve. Manhattan Christian, who's number nine last week, they beat Shoto 36-24. And Weebo, who's number seven last week, they beat Scobie 29-6. Uh, Second-ranked Ennis, they drilled Cascade 55-0 on Thursday. And then in Class C, six-man, uh, CJI, that's Chester Joplin Inverness, they drilled Sunburst 61-7. Number three, Harleton, uh, Rygate Judith Gap, they beat Highwood 45-22. Number nine, Custer Heisham Melstone beats Reed Point Rapple J 60 to 18. It's amazing how many co-ops there are now. Sometimes I read these and I just, I didn't even know. Like CJI, Chester Joplin Inverness, that's been a co-op for a long time. And Chester's a tiny town of 800 people, but Joplin and Inverness are way smaller than that. So that's not a new one. But, you know, Heisham and Melstone playing with Custer, that's sort of new. Reed Point Rapple J being a a co-op, that's sort of new. Uh, Harleton, Certainly is new. They were Class B forever. Now they got to play with Rygate and Judith Gap to even get into to six man. But either way, Harleton, Rygate, Judith Gap beat Highwood forty five twenty two. Custer Heisha Millstone beats Reedport Rapple J sixty to eighteen, and uh, Shields Valley beat Broadview Lavina forty three nineteen. We'll have way more on the individual performances from across the state and our Treasure State Stars, and we'll also have our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week coming up. But let's pivot to talk some prep soccer quickly, and then we'll hear from Grizz soccer coach Chris Chitovitsky. The uh, AA and A tournaments for uh, both boys and girls soccer uh, start this weekend. Uh, Andrew, what do we know? I know that there's uh, some dynasties up for grabs, especially in boys AA. Well, we don't know a whole lot, and that's why I'm loving it uh, yeah, for, totally. for going into this playoffs. Yeah. The Hellgate boys, of course, are the, are the team that everybody wants to talk about. They've won one, two, three, I think four in a row. That's right. Four in a row. Four state championships in a row. While they're not going into this one as even with a bye in the Double A West, they've got to play in the first round. They're taking on Big Sky. Um, I think. Uh, let me see. Today, I believe that's right. Uh, so they're the number three seed. But I think that that Double A West for the boys particularly is really wide open. Glacier's 13-1, and one, but they lost to Hellgate. That's their only loss. So Hellgate's still proven that they can beat the best. Capitals 10-2-2. Two two. They've only lost to Glacier, but Hellgate and Sentinel have, have drawn with them. Hellgate's 10-3-1. They've lost to Glacier, Capital, and Sentinel. And I think Sentinel's in there, too, as the number four seed. I mean, they're 9-4-1. and one. They've lost twice to Glacier, and they've lost to Capital and Hellgate, the other top teams, but they've also gotten results against those teams. So I think that, that any of the top four in the boys' AA West could have, a, could have a, um, a shout. And then the only undefeated boys' team in AA is Bozeman over in the East. Yep. 11 wins, no losses. And then they've had to been sort of like the, the, uh, the runner-up, the... Uh you know, the bridesmaid rather than the bride years and years and years. That are, I mean, they've won a couple state titles, but they've played Hellgate, I think, nine or ten times out of the last 12 or 13 years, and Hellgate's won most of those. So Bozeman's been great and the best out of the East. 
Uh, so maybe it's a, a year where the East takes it back. We'll see. But it does seem like it's way wide open on the boys' double-A side. Yeah, Boze, Bozeman looks really good. But then again, they haven't they haven't beaten the second-place team in the East because they've drawn with right. Billings Sr. twice. Yeah. So I don't think that they're the clear top team in the East either. Uh, for, the, for the girls' side... Big time, uh, big time teams over here in Missoula. Hellgate's twelve one and one. Their only loss is to Helena. Sentinels in second place in Double A West for the girls. And, and no Missoula team to be to note this. Missoula and boys soccer has been great, led by Hellgate. I mean, almost exclusively Hellgate. But no Missoula team has won a Double A girls soccer title since nineteen ninety five. So Hellgate being one of the top seeds. Certainly, they might uh, have a chance to end that drought. So, Hellgate and Sentinel with the buys for the girls' double-A for the West. And then over on the East, you've got Bozeman again, as well as the defending state champions, Bozeman-Gallatin. So, two Missoula teams with a buy on the West. Two Bozeman teams, of course, uh, with a buy on the East. And that Bozeman High team is looking really good. As a matter of fact, neither Bozeman High team has lost a game so far this season because the girls, uh, 13 wins... One tie, and that came against Billings Senior, who's sort of a middling team on the East over there. So, so Bozeman High and Bozeman Gallatin, one and two in the East for the girls. Uh, when it comes to Class A, the defending champions for both boys and girls um, are in the field. Billings Central is the girls' defending champion, but they are uh, seeded a little bit lower this year. The top seeds for the girls' uh, Class A state tournament are Hamilton, Laurel, and Whitefish. There's three different regions for this. And on the boys' side, the defending champions is uh, Columbia Falls, uh, but the top seeds are Billing Central, Corvallis, and Whitefish. Whitefish had yeah. an unbelievable dynasty and then got uh, knocked off last year, but uh, even if they could get back on track, I think that'd be five out of six for the Bulldogs. And as a matter of fact, those quarterfinals happened last weekend, oh, there so you go. Billing Central girls and the Columbia Falls boys are both already out. Oh, already out. Because okay. they lost in the quarterfinals. Semifinal matchups real quick for Class A for the boys. Uh, Corvallis against Billing Central, and Whitefish is still in it. They're playing Lone Peak. And then for the girls, Columbia Falls and Big Fork are playing in one semifinal, and Whitefish and Lockwood are playing in the other semifinals. Those games are are this Saturday. There you go. A little uh, state soccer playoff preview for you. We'll have more. As Andrew said, it's hard to really preview this because I do think that they're all really wide open. So rather than preview it, We'll just give you the results and analyze it as it goes along. But it could be fun to have a, a little bit of a resurgence. I mean, a Missoula girls team being in the mix and having multiple of the teams at the tournament definitely helps. And uh, no, no state titles by a Missoula team since 1995, so maybe a drought ends there. And Hellgate's been so, so dominant, and uh, they're still good, but you wonder uh, how much they're missing. Brady Reed, the departed Gatorade Player of the Year, who's now playing at an academy down there in Colorado. And there's certainly a lot of interesting folds. Let's keep it on soccer. Grizz Soccer is back in town. Last week of the regular season coming up. What's up, everybody? Andrew Houghton alongside Chris Chinovitsky bringing you the final regular season edition of our Grizz Soccer segment. Coach Chinovitsky, good enough to come in the studio with us today on your Tuesday. Grizz Soccer has two more games left at home this week. They have a potential conference championship on the line. We're going to help you get to both of those games. We've got tickets that we're going to be giving away every day this week. Today's tickets comes with a $25 gift card to Canby Tap House. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. We'll do caller number three. You're going to win a pair of Grizz Soccer tickets to Thursday's game against Sacramento State at South Campus Stadium. 
and a $25 gift card to Cami Taphouse. Again, call me, 406-888-1029. That's the day that could see the Grizz clinch the regular season Big Sky Conference Championship. Here to break down all the scenarios, here to talk about last week, and here to look forward to this week, Chris Chitovitsky. Chris, thanks for driving all the way over to this side of town. Oh, uh, you know what? It's Missoula. It's a crazy long drive. Like, what, it took me about nine minutes to get here, and one traffic light less, and I think I could have made it in eight. <laughs> we do live in a in a beautiful small town. Yes, yes, we do, right? And it still drives me crazy that I go to Cross Reserve to get here. <laughs> But I remember living in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I'd drive 40 minutes just to coach a, a club session. So, yeah, very blessed to be in a place like this. I've already figured it out. Chris is feeling pretty good this week because the Grizz are coming off two wins on the road last week that put them right into the driver's seat for the Big Sky regular season conference championship. We can break down those scenarios a little bit later, Chris, but just walk me through last week. You have to go on the road to Flagstaff to play Northern Arizona. Then you go up to Greeley to play Northern Colorado. You get wins in both of those games. You score multiple goals in both of those games. You looked really good. Walk me through last week's wins. Yeah, uh, really tough road trip, especially hitting the elevation first and then having to go play Northern Colorado as well. Just the amount of travel between with the flights and the buses, it's kind of crazy because, remember, we're not we're not chartering a flight and going straight into Flagstaff. we got to get into Phoenix, drive up the hill, drive back down the hill. Again, have to head over to Denver Airport, which is a nightmare in itself, and try to get out. But looking at all the travel and how we did with that, I thought team did exceptionally well and then to put in the performances the biggest part going into both these games was the mental headspace we were in so NAU was going to be it's a night game under the lights can you take the amount of uh, quote-unquote abuse which comes out of the stands right and the intensity and can you perform well in that environment and they did and then the second one in northern Colorado can you stay focused or do you have the adrenaline hangover from winning the first one and now you don't perform as well because you think that team isn't as good and they put in back-to-back solid performances Take me back to the first 15 minutes of that Northern Arizona game because big crowd, like you mentioned, under the lights. I don't know how much stock you put into the altitude there. It's always a conversation when we're talking about, you know, the Grizz football team to the Grizz basketball teams about playing there in Flagstaff. It's up in the mountains. 7,000 feet, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much stock you put into that, but that was a potential factor. The field was really, really rough and bumpy down there at Northern Arizona. Correct. All of that's working against you, and then you go down, I think, about 12 minutes into the game on a deflected shot. Ashton Navarre can't do anything on it, but you're down one nothing. You got all that working against you. You know NAU's going to be able to control the game from then on. Take me back to, to your mindset and what you told the girls right after that. Oh, we had planned all those scenarios out beforehand, right? So we were planning for the elevation three days before we left. We had a meeting and just said, all right, to perform and that setting, you're going to start hydrating now. You're going to start doing these things now. If this thing happens in the game, this is how we're responding to it. And so I felt, I mean, if you felt the energy in the locker room beforehand and the headspace they were in, that they were going to be quite comfortable no matter the situation. And so even going down 1-0, we were like, yeah, we can find our way back into this and we probably will. And that's exactly what we did. Thanks to Skylie Thompson. Yeah, and you found your way right back into it right away. It's a great goal by Skylie Thompson. It's all over Twitter. Go ahead and, and look it up if you haven't. But a left-footed shot from outside the box equalizes, I think, about five minutes after that goal from Molly Massman. And then it's just back and forth in that game, and you guys don't find the winner until there's about 10 minutes left. But it was really, you know, both teams had periods where they were sort of on the upper, had the upper hand. Yeah, I think... So when, when we put together the scout report, you prepared for a lot of things. I just don't think we were prepared enough to win the second balls out of the air and the second half once they changed formations. And once I started tweaking that a little bit, I don't know if you noticed, but Delaney Liu went from playing the center forward into the attacking midfielder to help us pick up more second balls, um, which kind of started moving the game a little bit in our direction. And so 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of if they've moved some chess pieces around from the 4-4-2 diamond to the 3-5-2, what do we have to do to counteract that? And I think we made some smart tactical moves and then just waited for the right opportunity to come up. Yeah, and Delaney Lushore ends up getting the winner with about 10 minutes left in that game. I can't help but notice against the other two best teams in the league, which I think are Idaho and NAU, you've mm-hmm. scored four goals. Three of them have been Ava Samuelson crossing yeah, to right. Delaney Lushore. <laughs> Just how how good is that for you as a coach to have that sort of in your in your back pocket where you know you can rely on that against even the best teams, even when they're shutting down other things that you're doing? Yeah, exactly, right? Just to have somebody of Delu's stature who can pull that off, Ava who can cross the ball, and then if they get too heavily focused on that, Skylie Thompson who can do what she does. And then you go to Northern Colorado on on Sunday. Not as much to say about this one because you guys go up one nothing in the first half on a Maddie did a mm-hmm. penalty. You had two more goals in the second half. You walk out of there three three nothing winners. Not a ton to say about that game. But you mentioned keeping the focus. Yes, huge for you. Huge for what you said going into that game. You thought they were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It was. Uh, are you going to be focused enough? Are you going to take it seriously enough? Uh, we talked about consistency and performance. Um, consistency day to day, and I'll build up to things. And I just told them it, it's hard. This is this is your challenge, right? Because they were so hyper focused in the ice run, trying to do things correctly, and so you cannot ease off. And it's a different challenge to the ice run. Plus, it's their senior day; they're going to be emotional, going to be jacked because they want to beat you. I've seen Tim Barrera's teams play since 2017 when I was at University of North Dakota. Never played anything other than a 4-2-3-1 hybrid, and they came out against us in a 4-4-2 diamond. Never seen anything like it. So, again, the focus level there all of a sudden shifts into... We planned for overlaps. We worked the whole two days on just overlaps and defending those and crosses in the box and didn't see those because they threw out something completely different at us to start with. So um, that was kind of nice because that elevated our level of focus again to something different of like, okay, different puzzle, different picture. What do we have to do to solve it? And responded very, very well. Chris Shidovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us to break down the Montana Grizzlies run into the end of the regular season here Two wins over the weekend takes them to five straight wins in Big Sky Conference play. Five wins, no losses, one draw in conference play. Add it all up, that gets you to 16 points with two games left. I think I've got the scenarios planned out in my head for this weekend, but but Chris, what does this weekend mean? What are the scenarios where you guys can clinch the conference title? Yeah, so we can win on Thursday with a victory. That's it, right? So if we manage to to actually get the, the win against Sac State, then we got our three points and it's... Well, at that point, uncatchable when it comes to Portland State. They just can't reach us. Um, or if we tie that one with three points ahead of Portland State, so even if they beat us, we share the regular season title. Uh, if we tie against SAC and we tie against Portland State, then we win the title. So it would be, I guess, just two losses would hurt us the most. So we just got to close out correctly. We're giving you chances to go to all of those games. Uh, we gave you tickets to the Sac State game yesterday on the radio. We gave you tickets to the Sac State game today on the radio. Next three days this week, we'll be giving away tickets to that Portland State game on Sunday, which even if you guys have already clinched the conference title with a win on Thursday, huge game on Sunday Correct. because you guys are celebrating your seniors against Portland State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're hoping for an undefeated season, which is what I would like. So, yeah. What have you seen from that Portland State team? Because they've sort of been the surprise Mm -hmm. contender in the league this year. I don't think anybody had them on their radar coming into the season. But they've put together a a really nice run here in conference, even though they've dropped some points in the last Mm -hmm. week to sort of open the door for you guys. Yeah, I think they... I remember watching them play Idaho, and just... It was the last couple minutes of the game, and 
ball goes out wide to a player in Idaho and the Portland State player slides into clear and the ball's going out of bounds instead of giving up the throw and the warrior comes over, slides and kicks it further down the field. And there's just a, a heart and a competitiveness that um, I haven't seen from them previously. And then Idaho State, they're, they're down 3-0 and work their way back to 3-2 and almost tied up. And it's just, there's a grind to them that I see from my team as well, and I really appreciate that and respect it a lot. So whatever Katie's got brewing over there, it's pretty cool. Um, definitely having a very good season. So two games left for the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Then they're headed to the conference tournament. You guys, of course, going to have a bye in the conference tournament. Do you like that? Do you like being able to to have the game off, or do you want to be playing right away? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it both ways previously. So uh, we've been in this scenario before where we ended conference play and we had 11 days off before we played Eastern. So we've been in this position where we're ready for it. Uh, We treated that the same way. We said, we're probably going to finish one or two, so we're going to prep this way. It's a mini preseason again, so we've got it all scheduled out. We're ready. But, yeah, it still sucks having to not play and then go into it. But think about it. If we're playing somebody who's not used to elevation and that's their second game at elevation now... That will hurt them, and it will benefit us. So, Yeah, it's a good point. The conference tournament, of course, back down in Flagstaff because Northern Arizona was the regular season champion a year ago. That's still how they're doing it. For Big Sky Soccer, Chris Chidvitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us with the Montana Grizz, having a chance to clinch the conference title as soon as Thursday against Sacramento State. Uh, we've appreciated Chris's time all season long, making time for this segment, giving us the insight. Chris, one player that I wanted to ask you about, and I've appreciated being able to do this every week, is, is ask you about these players and get a little bit more depth about them. But another player who's been around for a while, like Cindy Houston, who we talked about last week, a player who I think has been one of the best defenders in the conference, is Charlie Boone. And we, Charlie we've Boone. never talked about her all season. Yeah. She's just done her job all season. I think her and yeah. Reeve Borseth have been sensational at the back, yes. your two center backs. They've played a ton. How has it been like having Charlie Boone on that back line? Because not only do you have Reeve Borseth, who's a redshirt freshman back there who hasn't played, Mia Parkhurst has been filling in there mm-hmm. uh, at one of the, at either one of the fullback spots, and yeah. she hasn't been on this team before, even though she's got college experience. How big has it been to have Charlie Boone back there? Massive. I mean, she is she is the leader of the whole team. She is the face of the program. Uh, a lot of people don't know that because she's just a, a quiet leader, so to speak, right? But behind the scenes, she's the one that everybody goes to when she talks, everybody listens. And it's her energy and way of playing. Her and Reeve have the same thing, which is no intensity to them, really, right? It's just professionalism and just a tone that allows you to stay relaxed when you're playing with them because you know they're not going to get on you at the first mistake that you make. And so that's what Charlie brings to this team is she gives you belief through her leadership that you can do what you're supposed to do and she doesn't make you tense up feeling like, oh, if I screw this up, Char's going to yell at me. You don't get that from her. You just get pure, unconditional support and that's massive for this team right now. Is that something that she's had to build up because she's a, she's a player who transferred in, of course, Correct, from, yeah. from Gonzaga, right? A couple of years ago, is that something that she's had to build up? Just her self-confidence in the context of this program? Yeah, I think so. It started off, you know, just looking at other players and what kind of leader do I But you could sense it even last year how many people wanted Char to be the main face of the program. And so, yeah, she's she's grown into this and it fits her perfectly. And of course, that, that mindset that you're talking about has to be huge in a game like the Northern Arizona one on Thursday where we're talking about even though you prepare for it, yes. you go down 
on a goal where it's just it can be so deflating because it's a nothing shot and it gets deflected in. Mm-hmm. That has to be, that sort of mindset has to be so huge in the, in a situation like that. Yes. Yeah. Right. When we we go down one zero, nobody's panicking, and you could see it in the film. Cat comes over Aitchison right away, and she's clapping her hands. We're gonna be fine. Sky's good. Um, there there was no deflation at all. To be honest, in that moment, it was just uh, all right. Let's just build to our moment and take it back. Chris Chitovitsky is the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. He's been filling you guys in all season on Nuanez now. Happy to have you here as always. Chris, anything else that you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? Just that we got two games this week, and I would love people to come out, especially for Senior Day. I think it's a, it's an important day just to say goodbye to this group because this really has been one of my favorite teams to coach ever. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to have everybody out to say goodbye to them. Who are the players who were, were celebrating for sure on Sunday? I know there's always the question of, of who has another year left now in this Charlie COVID Burn era. does have another year, yeah, so that's yeah. kind of a fun thing to know, right? But Char still wants to be celebrated anyway. I guess she wants two two moments like that. So Char's there, but then let's see. Let's go through the back. Molly Query is in there. Kathleen, uh, Sydney. Who am I blanking on? Well, Mesa Walters Audrey will be coming T, back Mesa for Mesa Walters, it. Abby Gearhart. It's, that's a lot of people, right? And every single person I just mentioned there, besides Sydney, is a transfer. Right. Which is so interesting and unique to think that it, it's a senior class made up mostly of transfers, except for Sydney, who's been with me from the very beginning. But I think all those girls have, have certainly made their mark on the program. Oh, Even the absolutely. ones who have just been here, like, you know, Teague and Gerhardt have yeah. been here for only a year. Abby Gerhardt actually scored one of the goals against Northern Colorado. She's had a good year. Yeah. Yeah, she's got four goals right now, which is really impressive considering she just got here in August, right? And she's second on the team in goals. So, But that's what she did at Bucknell, too. Six goals, five goals, now four goals here, and hopefully gets a few more. Okay, so Thursday is at 3 p.m. at South Campus Stadium. Correct. Sunday is, is what time? 12 o'clock. 12 noon, high noon at South Campus Stadium. For everybody else who's not winning tickets here on Nuanez now, and again, we'll give you a chance to win more tickets to that Portland State game throughout the week here on Nuanez now. Where can they go for tickets? Find info about those yeah, games. Yeah, Grizz Ticks, everything's there. Uh, if you need to text me for tickets, text me for tickets, but good luck finding my phone number. <laughs> um, I've got eight to give away, but some of them go to my family. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I, I just want people there, right? And it's the last time you get to see this squad in person, and it is a special team that we have here this year. So I hope people come out and enjoy them one last time. I think it's going to be a packed house, especially on Sunday. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Again, you can find tickets for those games. We'll be giving them away all the rest of the week on Nuanez. Now you can find tickets. Grizz Ticks, GoGrizz.com will get you there. Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us for the last time in the regular season. We'll keep this up going into the conference tournament, but Chris, uh, it's been a pleasure all year. Appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight, and uh, good luck this weekend. I'll be out there for, for at least for the Sunday game, but, but hopefully for Thursday as well. Love it. All right. Thank you. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Go on is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Tad Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you haven't heard, if you live under a rock, Tyler Childers is coming here next August. Uh, we were trying to plan some stuff out. We are one of the um, presenting sponsors and uh, primary facilitators of the River City Roots Festival, which is one of the great uh, end-of-summer events that happens anywhere in Montana. Uh, the Trail 103.3 is uh, the great promoter of that event. But Tyler Childers is coming to town that last week of August, so we don't necessarily want to have a big music festival in downtown Missoula the same week that 26,000 of you are probably going to go to that. And so we were really moving the, the target around a little bit and discussing. So uh, TBD, but certainly Roots Fets will be back again, and uh, certainly we can never complain about uh, Tyler Childers coming to Missoula. It's actually funny, too, because we were trying to think, okay, how do we promote this on our stations? Because Childers is sort of like Americana, folk, country, rock-type deal. And it doesn't quite fit any of our formats. So that's what we're playing on ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Hamill in studio uh, with us here uh, on Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Um, it's time for our Vertical Rays, Class AA Player of the Week. Uh, first of all, thanks to Vertical Rays for their continued support of this. This is very fun, giving away Players of the Week. I mean, any time you can give some kids some awards, it's usually a pretty positive and uplifting thing. We've had a lot of great and worthy recipients of this award so far. It's also given us a sort of entry point to talk about Class AA football, which has been very fun. Also got to give a shout-out to the folks at uh, All-American Trophy. They've been making these trophies for us. They turn it around real quick. I mean, to do it every week is kind of a big ask, and they get it to us, and then Pete's able to deliver them all over the state. So uh, it's been a really fun endeavor, and it's crazy how fast time's flown by because now here we are uh, entering the uh, last regular season of the year, uh, or uh, week of the season. Uh, but have no fear, we're going to continue this in the playoffs, and uh, we'll also have some year-end awards as well. So this is not the last or second-to-last one of these. We'll probably have a, a handful uh, more. First of all, the double-A uh, has is, been fascinating this year because on the East, it's two teams and then everybody else. Yeah. It's been Bozeman and Bozeman-Gallatin, that's it. And the only team that Gallatin's lost to is Bozeman. It looks like they're on a collision course for Final Four again, like they were last year. Uh, in the West, it's been... Uh, Flathead and Hellgate that have been losing to everybody, and then everybody else has just been beating up each other. Like, we thought Hell on High was dead in the water a couple weeks ago. Then we thought, oh, Hell on High Capital's down. And all of a sudden, now everybody's sitting there like four and two in league, and even Butte got knocked off last week. So it's been crazy to watch. It's been fun. Yeah, it makes me wonder if there's like an injury thing. I'm impressed with Hell on High. They were, those guys were, were down and were losing to teams I thought they were going to beat, and then here they are. Um, making a run towards the end of the season, and there's a ton of parity in the West. I'm excited about the playoffs. Um, yes, the West has been fun. Thankfully, I live out here. <laughs> there's there's some factors to go into, too, because there's some great teams in the West, period, not just in AA. I mean, Florence is rolling through Class B right now, but sure. Loyola is also one of the top five teams in Class B. Class A, Hamilton, Corvallis, uh, and uh, Dillon are all very good, and, and Frenchtown's always competitive, and they won last week, so they're sort of played way better the second half of the year. And so I think that there's 
I think there's a little bit of a factor there. I mean, I do think the MYF program here in Missoula and in the surrounding areas helps. I think there's a lot of good coaches out west right now as well. So uh, there is just a little bit more to it uh, in circumstance. Uh, the way we do this is we sort of break down the the nominees for the week, and then we uh, we finally end up getting to our winner. So uh, another week of, of pretty big-time performances. By the way, we'll have our Treasure State Stars coming up. And rather than just being repetitive, when uh, – We'll just check the double A guys off the list, and then I'll give you all the other ones from around the other classifications as well. Uh, who's our nominees this week? Uh, the first nominee is Merrick Mahelish, who had another great game, four more touchdowns. I mean, you talked about his athletic ability and the hurdling skills earlier in the year, but it seems like they've got it going a little bit over there at Capitol, um, and Merrick Mahelish seems to kind of be the catalyst for that. So um, good job, Merrick. Quinn Clark is probably a guy we got to get one of these awards. To. Quinn, <laughs> He's like Quinn, a Quinn, every Quinn week. Clark over at Gallatin had three more touchdowns for Gallatin in a in a big game. Yeah, we got to get him something because um, that kid's pretty dominant every week. Uh, a game I went to was Sentinel and Hellgate, and yeah. I thought that Rudy Hess um, stepping in and playing running back for for the Spartans did a great job. Like. He's not the biggest running back, but there's no quit in the kid. He got three touchdowns. Um, I was just impressed with his motor and with his hustle, and he runs hard. And um, Good job, Rudy. Bozeman's entire offense was stellar, put up 54. And then a guy that you nominated, uh, Jalen Rosas, over uh, for senior, had five touchdowns against CMR. How about back-to-back five touchdowns? I think he had four last week or, or five four, last four. week. I think he had four. He's got nine touchdowns in two weeks. That's pretty good. Uh, he's certainly carrying the day there for Billing Cedar. And they're actually sneaky because they started well and then they had a big skid in the middle and now they're playing better down the stretch as well. So maybe they're a team that sneaks in and makes it some noise there uh, in the East. But that's all to say that our, uh, our yeah, winner man, this any week. Any other week, Jalen Rosas, we see you. Don't think we don't see you. And any other week, you probably win this. But Carter Kraft down there at Helena High had three touchdown passes, ran for another one. And the biggest part of it is Helena High jumped up and beat the number one seed in the West in the Butte Bulldogs. Yep. Um, and they are... They're coming on pretty strong. I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. But um, Carter Craft got one of these awards last year, two years in a row for Carter Craft Vertical Race Player of the Week. Congrats, Carter. I'll be down to Helena to see you tomorrow. Bring your trophy. Well, a couple things on this one. Uh, first of all, I thought Carter Craft was one of the breakout players of the year last year. Agree. He had huge shoes to fill. He had to step in for Caden Hewitt, who's now playing for the Montana Grizzlies. Hewitt was a three-year starter. And Helena High was sort of the number two team in the West behind Sentinel during their dominant run. And so to step in for a three-year starter, tall task. But then Helen High was good last year. And Kraft had a great junior year. Uh, I saw him at Marty Mortaweg's quarterback's camp this last summer. Thought he was uh, impressive. You could tell he's really smart, a very cerebral player. But then Helen High got off to a really tough start. They had to play Bozeman right out the gates. They only lost by a touchdown. And then they... Uh, they also had to play Glacier, their Western AA opener. So they have a losing record for the whole first half of the season because they started 1-3, and three, but now they've turned it around. They've won four in a row, and they're sitting here at 5-3. and three, And uh, that was a huge win uh, for them over Butte, and that's Butte's first loss in conference play. So uh, Carter Craft certainly uh, well-deserving. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because this kid, he's, he's, he's not very tall, but he's really, really, really savvy and developed. Like, I think his... 
quarterback play is very sophisticated. When I was watching my Coach Marty's camp, I was like, man, I, if this guy wants to play in college, he, sort, he certainly can. I think he could be a hell of a Frontier Conference player. So we'll see. But that's not what this is about right now. These guys have, are, have definitely rallied, and uh, now all of a sudden they're a real contender. They are a real contender. My question to you, and I don't know the answer to this, does that potentially give Glacier a one seed in the in the West with Butte getting uh, Yeah, so, well, because it's going to be interesting because Butte has the tiebreaker because Butte beat Glacier uh, in the first game of the, the so Western AA. I think that's right, but I think that it goes. Uh, there might be a, a more than just that tiebreaker. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll certainly figure that out. It could help Butte a lot if Sentinel was to beat Glacier this week. If Glacier beats Sentinel, then that's going to also be interesting because Butte beat Sentinel as well. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, ton to be uh, determined. We have this awesome book, this Montana Greats book from A to Z. It's my favorite. The uh, greatest athletes for 264 <laughs> Montana communities. I just wanted because we're talking about Helena. I just wanted an excuse to talk about this because I, I would argue probably on the Mount Rushmore of Montana athletes and, and perhaps, perhaps the greatest athlete ever from Montana is the selection from Helena. Andy Pedic. Andy Pedic is a good one. <laughs> there has been actually, Helena is funny because there is so many great athletes sure. that have come out of Helena, whether it's Andy Pedic who still holds the single season record for sacks in a season in the Big Sky Conference. Or whether it's Greg Carruthers, who was a starter for multiple years at at uh, University of Washington, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. I mean, for example, the the Grizz thirty seven jerseys he had sixteen guys, six of them have been from Helena. Yeah. So there's been a ton of good football players from there. But I would argue the the greatest football player ever from the state of Montana in terms of his accomplishments, both at the collegiate and the professional levels, is Pat Donovan of Helena High. Pat Donovan was a four-time first-team All-Pro, an eight-time Pro Bowler during his nine-year career with the Dallas Cowboys. He was considered the single-best offensive tackle in the National Football League and most would argue the greatest football player Montana's ever produced. He's one of only five Dallas Cowboys players to ever earn five-time first-team All-Pro honors. Donovan was a member of Stanford University's Hall of Fame and their All-Century team. He was a three-time All-American in football and college. He was also a multiple-time All-American in football and basketball uh, during his time uh, in high school and also a six-time state champion in track and field. Uh, He was the first two-sport All-American not only in Helena but also in Montana State history. He was uh, rated as one of the top 30 basketball players in the country coming out of high school. In track, he was also a five-time state champion in the shot and the disc, and uh, he also threw with both hands, which is pretty darn crazy. Uh, He still holds six school records in track and field, and uh, he is part of the Cowboys' vaunted ring of honor. There's been a lot of guys from Montana that have gone on to the NFL. Uh, Nobody was... I mean, he won two Super Bowls. I mean, he was... So Pat Donovan's nephew, Colin, was my brother's roommate at Washington State. Wow, cool. We played college football together. Cool. I'm good friends with Colin. He's a history teacher at Coeur d'Alene High School. Oh, cool. The largest person I have ever seen (laughs) do a 360 dunk. That kid... I mean, he got some of Pat's athleticism. He's exceptional. Well, I gotta love it. In terms of who we just named, uh, Merrick Mahelish. Rudy Hess and Jalen Rosas were also on our Treasure State Stars. So congratulations to uh, those young men, and we'll fill out the uh, the rest of the Treasure State Stars as well. Uh, Pete Hamill in studio, Vertical Rays, our sponsor for our Class AA Player of the Week. Uh, two more things for you. Yep. One, uh, your former Grizz, 
What'd you think of the corner that the Grizz turned the last couple weeks on the football? Field? I was really excited to see the game on Saturday. I thought that uh, they looked like a different team. They looked like a different team. I thought they played really well. Um, they were fortunate to get up in the first half and be able to hold on. More than anything, I am excited that that rivalry is back. I think that rivalry is healthy for the Big Sky. I think that most got, of the kids you got that, skin on both sides. People totally. went to law school, University of Idaho, yeah. so he's got degrees from both schools. But beyond that, I think the kids that go to Idaho and Montana, they are considering the other school That's when right. they go there. So they got friends at the other school, and That's it's right. close. And I think the big sky's better when the Vandals are relevant. I'm excited to see him back. I'm more excited to reach out to my Vandal friends this week and uh, <laughs> thank them for letting me know last week that they were going to take our lunch money and um, see you guys next year. It was so funny being in Moscow because... We saw so many old school vandals that were back for the first time in a long time. It was homecoming. It was a huge deal. It was the first sellout since 2010. And a lot of the uh, old school vandals were pretty apprehensive about the prospects of Idaho winning this game. Mm-hmm. A lot of the younger vandals were like, well, totally. it's our time is now. And, yep. and Montana's lo- losing it. We're on the rise. They're on yep. the fall. We're going to we're gonna roll. We're going to affirm ourselves as a nationally elite and yada, yada, yada. And then Bobby Alex said, not so fast. And then all of a sudden, he's dancing on the middle of the logo while they I mean... The, the dichotomy of emotions. You got 100 Grizz people celebrating in the middle of the field, and the other 15,000 people who have endured this super long game in this super hot arena, and everybody's just drinking. Late at night. I mean, lots of sodas being drank in the stands, because you can drink in the stands at the Kimmy Dome, which uh, may be a consideration for other people in the Big Sky Conference who want to drive some revenue. Seems like a pretty good idea. Either way. Uh, it was just fascinating to watch. I mean, the Idaho players were incredibly frustrated, and justifiably so. It was a well, well-played well and hard-fought game, so it was cool to see uh, just the emotion on both sides. Really cool to see. I was really excited for it. I'm excited for those guys. I think it's the most fun game since they went into Seattle and beat UW that I've watched. It was it was great to watch. I was really excited. Yelling at the TV, dogs running around barking. It was great. Uh, Vertical Rays, an awesome uh, organization that helps various different Groups raise money. These guys have done great work when it comes to high school sports, college sports, club sports. Um, there's all sorts of different ways you can raise money for your respective teams. These guys, they're going to get it done for you in the most efficient and effective way. Even if it's uh, maybe a little bit more of a, a cut that they take, it's going to even all out because they're going to raise you more money straight up. If you don't believe me, the numbers absolutely will prove it. It's tried and true. Thousands of different sample sizes of it. So uh, to just tell people more about Vertical Rays. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, if you're in the market to raise some money for your group and somebody comes to you and says they can do the same thing that we do and they'll do it for less or whatever, um, they're not being entirely truthful with you. Um, And the reason I say that is because on average, Vertical Rays tends to raise about 30% more than all of the other uh, fundraising platforms. And so... If you're giving up, you know, if you're saving 5% on price to lose 30% in production, it doesn't really pencil out, you know. Um, you're, not, you're not raising the most money for your group. And if that's what you want to do is get the biggest check, then it's only one company to do it for you. Uh, winter calendars filling up. Give us a call. VerticalRays.com, or you can just find Vertical Rays on social media. Send uh, Pete a DM, and uh, he'll get right back to you. Uh, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming. I can't believe that next week we're going to be talking about the playoff picture. I know. I'm excited for the playoffs. Thank you for having me back for the playoffs. This is super fun. A highlight of my week is coming in and talking to you, so I appreciate it. Carter Kraft, senior quarterback at Helena High School, our vertical raise player of the week for Class AA. Congratulations, Carter. We will have your trophy to you later on this week. And thanks to Pete Amel for spearheading this great idea. Our Treasure State Stars. Highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana, Sands AA football players. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
96.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's time now for our Treasure State Stars, which is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Get through this quick because we had uh, a couple double-A guys that we already highlighted for our Class Double-A Player of the Week. Our Treasure State Star number one, Ryder Meyer. He's a Fairfield, Montana product and a University of Montana junior safety. He was the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. Levi Janicaro called him uh, Mr. Weasel Knuckles after the game. I don't know what that means, but that is the greatest nickname I've ever heard. we got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, <laughs> but it's just classic. Also, though, Ryder Meyer's playing really good football right now. And uh, he certainly blossomed into a guy that's uh, a very good Big Sky Conference safety. Trevor State Star number two, how about the Harden High volleyball team? They've only lost one match. They played a tournament last week. They played 11 matches in two days. And guess what? They won all of them. So they are certainly tried and tested going into uh, the postseason, which co- is coming up here uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, divisionals, I guess, depending on which classification you're in, there's districts and then this week and then divisionals the following week and then uh, state the weekend after that. So uh, postseason volleyball certainly on the horizon. We also talked about Merrick Mahelish already of Helena Capital, Rudy Hess of Missoula Sentinel. How about Harley B. and Keeney? He ran for three touchdowns for Bozeman, and they uh, destroyed Belgrade 54-7, to so they're still undefeated. They're the uh, number one seed out of the East for the second year in a row. How about some small school uh, players of the, of the the uh, or standouts of the week? A couple young men from Billings Central. Duncan Knuckles, he had touchdown runs of 70 and 56 yards, and Adam Balkenbush, had touchdowns of 16 and 98 yards as Billing Central beat Lockwood uh, 29 to 8. Billing Central remains undefeated, as does Dylan. Key Christensen, Treasure State Star of the Week, uh, number two in a row for him. Uh, he had three touchdown passes plus a 20 yard rushing touchdown. And Dylan remained undefeated with a 43 to 7 win over Butte Central. Aiden Main of Corvallis, he hit Dylan Potter for two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And Corvallis, a 17-14 win over Hamilton. That's their first win over the Bronx in 15 years. So historic, certainly. Terrence State star number 10, Cody Schweikert of Columbia Falls. He led uh, the Wildcats to a 51-30 win over Big Fork. Schweikert, who's a future Grizz, he threw, excuse me, he ran four touchdowns, threw for two more, and had 377 passing yards. So if you can throw for 377 in a pair, plus rush for four more, you're absolutely rolling. Cody Schweikert, a good get for the uh, University of Montana. And a guy that's got Columbia Falls on the right track as well. Mason Arlington, he's had an outstanding year so far for Florence Carlton, and that continued as they drilled uh, Thompson Falls. Arlington, four touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown. And Florence undefeated 8-0 in Class B. And then finally, how about Talon Reynolds? He's also a future Grizz. He ran for a pair of scores and took a punt 55 yards for another score as Loyola drilled Anaconda 46-0. Charter State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. The Grizz are off this week, so I had a... a a uh, great idea. Let's replace our Grizz star of the week rather with a current Grizz with a former Grizz. Back for the second week in a row, Samuel Kem, former Grizz wide receiver and burgeoning football analyst. He'll join us in studio next to talk all things Grizz football, Big Sky Conference football, some Big Sky quarterback rankings, and the NFL. Don't change that dial. Hour number two of Nuwana is now coming right at you right here on 1029 ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.